the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. My name is Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria, and I, of course, enjoy with my wonderful co-host, Eric Silva Brenneman. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, championship, the day after championship Saturday. I was like, you know, there's a lot of finals coming up soon. And we'll get to a lot of that, but we also have a lot of other news as well that we'll, we'll be sharing. Hopefully, I haven't heard any weird Qatar news, so I'm just <laughs> thankful that we don't have to cover that so far. This, this it kind of feels like like cramming for a final in college or whatever, and just trying to right. get everything in before right. the, the right. World Cup in this case. Yeah, in this case also, you know, we didn't have gummies back in the day, so gummies would have been helpful for cram for finals. So. <laughs> So <laughs> no comment. <laughs> that would go. Um, where should we begin? Let's start with Minnesota Golden Gopher women. Uh, they are in the playoffs. They play today, uh, a little bit later. So obviously we, we don't have a score to report. Um, so they came in, as we mentioned last week, in the last place in the uh, eighth seat. And they get to play number one seed, which is uh, Michigan State. So they went to Michigan and... I think I saw photos that they are there and training and doing whatever they're doing. And I think the match is this afternoon. Um, I didn't put the time in here, but we'll see how that goes. It's, it's going to be a bit of a, a hill to climb. Uh, but, you know, stranger things have happened. So best of luck to them and we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, the first thing is just qualifying. And then after that, yeah. it's just everything's got a clean slate. So that's all you got to do. Right. You got to do right. that. And that's that's pretty much it. So that's it. So we'll, we'll hope for uh, a go for a win or an upset, and then hopefully we'll move on from then. But yeah, that's yeah. exciting though. It is. It is. Uh, do you want to take the next one, Rodrigo? Uh, Aurora had a pretty big announcement. Yeah, like like it was teed up by um, some uh, I forget the name of the reporter at WCCO, but like there's going to be a big soccer announcement. Uh, Norman, Norman's is, I forget Thank his last you. name, but yeah, yep. he's a good guy. I like him. And um, shout out to Norman. Um, but um, we were all wondering what that was. And then eventually, uh, if you are a community owner, you got an email um, pretty much saying that the club is exploring. Um, well, we'll just read what they says. We believe that Minnesota Aurora can and should be a professional team. Team leadership said in a statement, from the beginning, we always envisioned this club being built differently, providing, proving our concept and taking it into the highest levels possible. Because of the overwhelming community support in our first year, we now have the opportunity to pursue a professional team far sooner than we initially expected. So what that means, and at least how I'm perceiving the idea, is that they're looking to go pro. And I think the other ways uh, is the Super League that they announced that they were going to have, like the, uh, and then of course NWSL. But that means um, I don't know what the difference between fees and and structures are between those two leagues. But if they're similar, 
then you kind of want to go all out then i guess right i mean that's what i would say, I'd say right? so, so I mean, they were already having crowds that were bigger than you know mid mid table nwsl teams so I mean, right and i mean we talked about how like a fine uh, uh a conference finals for nwsl teams were like over 23 right and so mm-hmm. so that's the thing is like we can we can hit those numbers we just yeah. have to be able to figure out where where that would work and and how that would work um yeah but what i also understand is like at least from the inclinations that i've gotten is that they will also keep like a development developmental team so i think they will still keep a team in this current league that they're in mm-hmm. and once they get go pro then um we'll have they'll have another team in whichever league they decide to do so exploring the options and exploring means you got to talk to investors you got to talk to people and then what the people want and then the timeline right because nwsl is not a, a thing you do from one year to the next so that's probably at least a couple of years before you'd be able to do something like that uh, so so there's a lot of conversations and there's a lot of different things that that um that are exciting in a sense right uh, mm-hmm. we've always talked about having some sort of developmental program for kids that don't make it out uh you can't make it on college teams or whatnot uh, you know sort of like the minneapolis city futures program but for but for women um and this could be uh, a more expanding conversation that uh that leads to that hopefully something like that because we need that we need that accessibility but also that accessibility to training and opportunities for for uh for women here in the twin cities so i think that you know it's exciting in a sense but you're also like a little bit, you know, anxious as to see as to how can this turn out, right? And all yeah, we can I, do is just trust the people that we trusted so far and uh, voice our opinions if we feel things are not being done the way that we think is fair and right. make it make it a gonna, process all the way through. That That's the line I was going to take. Like, I am no longer on Twitter for various reasons, but I heard that there was some pretty negative reactions. And I, I reacted within our own group with a little bit of skepticism as well, just because I've been burned and, and psychologically destroyed by a certain football team. Um, yeah. So, Minneapolis city. Why you do that to, to, yeah, to it Eric was so not bad. Minneapolis city. <laughs> um, but it, but it does bring up, uh, you know, like you said, some concerns and, and, and I think this is some, some good discussion that we had within our, within our Slack group too, about, um, what should be put between a, a board vote and a general vote between the owners and, and a jump to should, should a jump to a professional league, whether it is either of the two that you mentioned, Rodrigo, should that happen between just the people sitting at the table or should that go out to all of us? Because uh, it is kind of a big deal. Um, not that we don't necessarily support it. We just kind of want to have a direct voice in it. Um, and I, don't, I honestly don't necessarily have the answer for that. I'm just kind of putting it out there yeah no i think I, I think the i think people forget that when they became community owners they actually had some sort of say like we haven't determined what the amount of say that is because if you follow other models um it could be it could be different things but we've also you know seen what um you know what the minneapolis city model is when you have like two uh, two seats uh, or a seat in in the board, and then uh, some other stuff that will. So, you know, it's 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 a lot of unseen territory, right? That we have to kind of walk through together. But at the same time, like 
these are the same people that brought us what we currently enjoyed last summer. So, and a lot of them have connections to our soccer world in a sense, right? Not just the, the corporate aspect of it. And I, I'm hoping that, you know, there will be community discussions, open forum discussions, you know, with, with the community owners and do all that stuff, do, do it all the right way, right? And then uh, move on. I don't, I think people sometimes forget that this is a process, right? So it doesn't, it's not just going to be like next season, Aurora's Pro, they're exploring the option. They're trying to figure out what they can and can't do. That's literally all they've said. So, yep. so all we really got to worry about is, is is when the summer comes, make sure you invest in your um, in in your uh, SPF forty five or SPF five hundred, whatever you want to call, and just five hundred, and, and just make sure that you don't you, you don't become um, what uh, I don't know. Just just take care of your body. I was thinking of Sun Safe Soccer, who does a lot of like. <laughs> mental um, i'm sorry like uh, uh skincare um advocacy so um so i was thinking of them and they were like oh yeah so that would be the thing that we could do but yeah so just that's it i mean all we can do is wait and see and speculation is speculation for as far as we are but it is exciting to know that we could have a professional women's soccer team um in the next couple of years so well speaking of uh direct general voting uh, minneapolis city put out a call to all members and had a huge vote kind of determining the future of their leagues and we, we discussed this on the program them of them potentially being a little stretched playing in or having the futures in their league having the mpsl league having the usl2 league and kind of working between those three and some of the positives a lot of the negatives uh, anyway all that came up to a vote as to whether they should stay in mpsl or just focus on USL2. And it seemed like it was pretty, a pretty overwhelming majority uh, pushing to end their relationship with NPSL, focus on USL2, which would of course mean that Futures is now gonna be a direct feeder to that uh, USL2 league, which is also pretty cool. Um, yeah. So that's what they're gonna do. So, you know, cool. I'm looking Thoughts forward to more Mutu watches and USL2. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm looking forward to, to see that. The young- the youngins get out there; those sixteen-year-old legs go at go at them. Yeah, and and I think um, Minneapolis City has been really good about, um, and at least on their Twitter page, like sending out information of what some of those futures or players that were on their team are currently doing, like celebrating goals, celebrating passes. I think that's the that's the way to just associate, you know, not only the players back to the team, but also to where they're currently doing wonderful things with that being college or or in other teams as well too so that's always good yeah let's turn to nwso um we'll wrap everything up in fact here and rodrigo i'll give you some space because i know you've been tracking it better than i have uh but talk about semifinals here we'll start with uh portland thorns hosting san diego wave i did get to see some highlights of this match it was like a really fun match um kind of went down it did go down to the wire not kind of uh two to one is the final but why don't you uh take it from there with the narrative I mean, like when we talked about it here, um, like a couple episodes ago, I, I said that this was, if this happens, like this is going to be what the NWSL final should be. Literally like top scoring team trying to figure it out. And, and you know, um, the wave hit first and then when it was tied up, but just when, like when you think, um, you know, we might be going out to extra time or shootout or whatnot, um, 
the literally the you know comeback player of the year. The Suns are just overall Crystal Dunn just just volley is just a beautiful golasso and yep. ends it in there. And I love the celebration. And I also love the after celebration when she was like, people were throwing dollar bills in the air and she or fake dollar bills. And she was, you know, celebrating. I think I was just, that's been so great. And specifically because what this team has had to endure, right. Not only yeah. the past couple of years and specifically this year after all the reports came out, Yep. Of, of how things were going and how you know it, it the it, it's good as a player to be able to go out there and have to focus on just playing soccer it's a good release in a sense and i i was really happy like i, I couldn't even watch this game because i was out doing other stuff but like i heard uh from our thorns um cloud here over here that we that we were doing really well and i was just like really happy i saw the highlights and i was like that's if that's not goal of the year, I don't know what I, that is. That's just a, a great, great golasso. So, absolutely. Was that the last play? Like she scored and then they like restarted and basically. Yeah, literally that was the last play. Yep. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Pretty incredible. Uh, so good on them. Portland there. Um, the next one was the big surprise in our friend of the pod and contributor, uh, Peterson Roberto, was actually at this match in Washington. Uh, O.L. Reign hosting Kansas City Current. Big upset. The lower seed, KC Current, knock off the Reign 2-0 convincingly. Again, similarly, a super early goal in the fourth minute. They put in another one in the second half, and that's it for the Reign. Shield winners, gone, out of here. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is just that KC, people just – just don't give him enough credit how they're a really good counter-attacking team. And they always they're good at getting the ball and they're, they're they just have some really good good players to be able to do that. But they're like under the radar type of players, right? They don't have like franchise players like you know Sophia Smith or Alex Morgan, that type of thing. So it's I mean, I'm 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 just really impressed how they were able to just take that attitude and take it all the way, specifically after being relocated and renamed and all the different things last year were like it was just a KC team because nobody really knew what it was um but no yeah I mean they'd hustled and they outplayed and I, I felt bad for uh the rain because it seemed to have like this bad uh rash of not regular season but uh playoff I think they're two and six in playoffs, right? Um, and so they can do great on the season. Just I just just didn't see them all synced in this game, and I don't know why. Like they were trying, but it was it was just not going. So I don't understand what it was. And I think in our Slack channel with Peterson, is it Peterson Roberto, right? Yeah, I think so, right? Yeah, Peter Peterson. Peterson Roberto. Thank Peterson you, Roberto. Peterson. Yeah, <laughs> we were just having conversations about like, yeah, it looked like. Looked like they didn't want it as, as bad as, as as bad as Casey was, and that's the other yes. thing too. It's just yeah, you mentioned that it, it was one of those things because I'm just like you know, who would not love to see Megan Rapino be in a final and and try to do that? But that's where you play the game, right? Every game is different. So let me ask you this: I don't know if you knew this or not. I I, I heard this. Um, I don't remember where I heard this. I got, but I got it from some uh, a good source. 
that apparently I don't know if it was both of them, but maybe it was the Portland San Diego. Did you did you watch it on Paramount Plus? Because I heard one of them or both of them got bounced that they they dropped it from Paramount Plus and sent one of them to CBS Sports. You know anything about that? Um, let me see. You know, hold it's on. Okay. Let's, let, it, it yeah. Just, it it just goes to the whole thing that of of again more disrespect to pro women's sports coverage that even when it's high stakes and a, a semifinal like this that you know they're still going to get knocked down as it were in terms of broadcast priority yeah yeah that, that part is true so <sighs> yeah frustrating yeah um but anyway bring it back to a more positive uh uh glass half full the final then all set up thorns portland thorns versus kansas city current that happened yesterday it was televised on regular cbs regular broadcast uh rodrigo i'll throw it to you i, I unfortunately was at a little party so i didn't get a chance to watch this but uh you it was partying. a fun one yeah look at you partying with people well I, I was originally gonna go to a play and then that ended up not happening so i went to a party with my wife but anyway take it away yeah two nil two nil final pretty comprehensive performance but uh you know here's here's one of the things is like we knew coming into this game that um the thorns have been able to put away put away teams and also let them hang around so we didn't know in a sense of what this was going to be but we knew they were extremely motivated to get to a final and i think I think with the other things I've mentioned and how the season's gone and everything else and all the things that's been, you know, this, this team has gone through it. They had the motivation to do so. And I'm not saying that Kansas city did not because they look dangerous at certain, certain spots, but all it did was take a through ball, a well-timed through ball and, and a player and a defending player trying to clear, trying to make an attempt to clear the ball, just totally miss it. And then Sophia Smith gets around he French and then just puts it in four minutes in and like the celebration, you know, everything was going. And then when you're up one, nothing and the other team has to sort of chase you, it just opens up the game for you. And the defense was solid. Um, Casey had some made good chances to score as they usually do. Cause they'll create their chances. But when you're pushing, right. I mean, second goal was an own goal, but it was a beautiful cross that somebody was going to hit. Uh, mm. If if it wasn't the bounce off the player and a bounce of 80, 80 French and, and there you go you're you're two nothing, uh, I mean Morgan Weaver had a couple like um, I didn't want to say rim shatter but like goal post shattering type of shots just barely missed and just bounced off the post, um, mm-hmm. but it looked like you know the Thorns were, were were going to do that and then you then you had the substitution I think. For me, it was like I really want to see Moultrie on the field when this is all done and over, like playing, and even if it's just two minutes, and that happened because, you know, the youngest player to literally play LNWSL and now the youngest champion, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so um, that was great. And uh, we were watching the game at a friend of the podcast um, house uh, outside with the, bar- with the bonfire going on, and it was. Me, G, Nubia, Santi. It was a whole family over there except the dogs. And then it was just like a great atmosphere to be able to just watch this and just be able to to celebrate it and, you know, finally get something that they I feel that they've earned. And, and I'm nice. really happy for the Thorns, mostly for the players. Um, you know, there's still, you know, there's still things that need to change in that organization. Um, 
but overall i think this is a a way to end it in a positive note for them the celebrations were great the pictures are all over it's like you know you know trying to put an extra extra star on on kids like we already yeah, started for, looking for, for and I, I, I was gonna I, mention I, yeah go ahead for listeners i was just gonna say for listeners that don't know i'm just gonna narrate uh obviously you can't see rodrigo right now but he's wearing a a thorns warm-up but it has just the the two stars so he needs to get a new one with three this is this is kind of like me with brazil like they, they keep winning so you gotta like buy new gear to stay up with your stars <laughs> yeah and, and we... i think one of the stats is and maybe someone will correct me if i'm wrong but i think now they're the winningest uh nwsl team championship i think they got one over nc courage so so i think that was going to be my question did, did we figure out the timeline like when was when was the last star there oh yeah no that's, that's it's okay I don't, mean to, I don't mean to throw it at you in the on the, in the moment here and yet you did so there you go i know i know i did, I did, I did. <laughs> sorry <laughs> no that's quite right no 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 i think um, well, uh, while, while yeah. you're looking i'll i'll just i'll just mention that uh having to begin to get up all the the different uh uh post you know lifting the cup and then all the celebrations and all the beer flying and everybody partying and dancing like there, there's there's so many videos that I'll, eventually i'll throw up on ig and just i haven't had a chance but uh congrats to portland um yeah just reiterating so, everything you said. Yes. Portland Thorns have won their third NWSL title. 2013 was the first one. 2017 was the last time. And then now this year, yeah. 2022, breaking a tie with North Carolina Courage, FC Kansas City, defunct team for the most in league history. So, okay. and then um, Sophia Smith became the first player to be named league MVP and win championship MVP in the same season. So there you go. Dope. Good on them. All right, let's change gears, go to MLS and talk playoffs here. Um, pretty big, I don't know if I call it an upset, but just a dominating performance. Uh, Montreal hosting NYCFC and NYCFC have really started to kind of find their flow and, and kick it into the next gear. Uh, 3-1 NYCFC away, big win. Uh, both Brasileiros ever and um, Thales Magno score. Um, they're just, they look dangerous again. This is the defending champs and they just took it to him. This, this Rodrigo just annihilated my, uh, my bracket prediction because I had Montreal in the final. So I'm done. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think for me, it's just, um, there was a lot of questions as to what would happen when Tati Castellanos left this yep. team. Right. Yep. And there were a lot of questions what was going to happen. And when I was talking to people, I was like, Tati just scores goals. You still have Maxi Morales, which I think is one of the most underappreciated uh, tens out there, even though he's older. And then you have two scores, but, but, but this is, you know, this is the year Bagna was going to just take, start taking over. And I think I've seen some of that. And, and, and you look at what the scoreline is. Maxi Morales scores, Bagno scores, Eber scores. And so, like, this team, I feel... I feel they're just kind of having a renaissance. Like he he didn't do a whole lot during the regular season, but yeah, you know, they started to give him more minutes and he's been he's been doing his job. Exactly. And that's all you need. And so like I think that's that that's the thing right there. I think that's they have all all the pieces there to be able to do that. Now what happens with you know Eber and Magno, like offers come in or whatever, you know, or what what's going to happen for the team coming up in the next few seasons. That's that's an interesting conversation. I mean they have, you know, one of the best goalkeepers in the league too. That doesn't, doesn't, doesn't go, doesn't, doesn't get, deserve the, doesn't get the limelight that other people do. But it's solid keeper. I mean, like it's, 
And I think they, you know, and they got Alexander Kyens, which is one of my favorite defender players because of, of his work and his attitude. Uh, and I, I was asking people because I didn't know if Alexander Kyens was uh, re-signed on a contract because I think he's out of contract. But if I was anyone, I'd be looking for defensive work. I'd be looking at that angle, like see how much he wants because Aaron Long is going to go somewhere else. Um, um, and so we'll see what that happens, but yeah, I mean, I would be NYCFC would be nuts not to resign him. So if they haven't already, so, so this starts to lead into the conference finals, which happened later today. Um, and those two winners will go to the cup final. Uh, but we have a rematch there in the East Rodrigo. We have, um, uh, Philadelphia hosting NYCFC. It was the opposite last year, NYCFC hosting Philadelphia. But this is, if you, if you recall, this was the one where, they got off the plane and like half of Philly's team was COVID positive and they lost like six of their starters. Uh, and it was just, you know, they basically had to run out this improvised squad and they still played really well, um, but ultimately lost. Um, so now, you know, NYCFC is coming in with this momentum, but it's, but it feels like the pressure is really on Philadelphia as, as the higher seed and actually like everybody's healthy and they have like their full power squad. Uh, to see if they can kind of get their revenge. It's good, good narrative. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a game. That's what I'm saying. That's it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be very gritty and physical. And there's also, I mean, it's just you know that's what you want in a and in a conference. I know you know that's what you yeah. want to see. So, how many how many yellows and reds? This one could get this one could get up there, get chippy. <laughs> yeah, it could. I mean, I <laughs> I say six total yellows. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. So. Uh, on the on the west side, uh, Austin FC hosted Dallas. We had the Copa Tejas, and it was Austin. Drusi, um, of course, got on the board. Um, and you know, two to one is the final. Dallas played pretty well, but uh, just too much firepower up top, and Austin's moving on. Anything else? I'm I'm happy for for Austin. A lot of the times, specifically at the beginning of the season, where they were you know top of the league, and they were like, everyone's like, yeah, but they played all the bottom teams first, right? There was this question as like, are they for real? And they and they are, right? I mean, sure. I think Drusi is is been huge, you know, second and you know second in the MVP voting, but uh, I think it's overall like that team. Um, has been has been doing well offensively, and of course, having Stuber as your goalkeeper doesn't hurt you at all. So have a solid oh, goalkeeper. So uh, it, it's it's a good it's a good thing to see um, an expansion team that takes so long to be able to be competitive and invest I'm so money. So glad you brought that up. That's so, incredible because this is this is year two still, right? I keep forgetting yeah, this is mm-hmm, year two. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible. Uh, just imagine Minnesota supporters. <laughs> it was our year too. It's just mind blowing. Um, cool. So that well, that sets up the Western Conference Final, which is also today on regular ABC. Rodrigo, we have the uh, Will Ferrell, uh, Matthew McConaughey derby. <laughs> uh, What's gonna happen? LAFC. Wait, no. Who was the other guy that high five? Who was the guy that got that high five? Oh, Chicho? right, right, right. Uh, um, uh, Wilson, Owen Wilson. There you go. There's the Wilson yeah. Farrell connection. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I mean, that's, that's tough, but I don't know. Like, 
I think LAFC will should should win this game. I think they have mm-hmm. the, you know, Vela's still there. I think Chicho's still there. I think overall, like, you know, they have one of the best uh, left, right back or left backs in the game, Palacios, and so it's like, you know, you have Elian Sanchez. I mean, like, you have all the pieces there to be able to be a successful team, and um, and I think Austin, pow, you know, um, they're good offensively. Um, I just don't know if they can, if anyone really can handle the firepower that uh, the LAFC brings. Um, well, we should know that Austin beat LAFC both times they played in regular season. So there is that. So they are, I don't think they're coming in feeling very threatened. Like they know what they're getting themselves into. Yeah. And that, that's great and all that. But when it comes to one-off games, it's, it's, it's who shows up. Of course. And who does who wants it more in a sense, right? Because these two these teams know each other enough to be able to understand what they're going to try to do. And I mean, let's no one's really thought everyone thought the veil was going to be this great um, you know, influx of, of goals. And you know, so far he hasn't been. He also hasn't been playing <laughs> nope. a lot. So so I think he's saving himself for the World Cup, and I think that might be the reason for it, awesome. but you know, you don't pay that kind of money for someone just to go score a goal or two and just come off the last 10 minutes of a game. But right, I don't know. Right. I mean, we, you want more from your players, but I think LAFC is in a good standing to be able to 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 do damage to, to Austin. And, and we'll see. Yeah, I, this either I can be like a I mean, low-scoring game or this can be a blowout. Either one of those. Th- this is one of those where, I mean, I, I picked them to win it all, but this is one of those where I think that the, uh, the home field advantage really is going to, kind of tip may be the tipping yeah. point like that 3252 is, is bananas. one of the best one it's of the best be a, uh, one of the best supporter groups that i've seen like it's gonna be rocking and all that other stuff so yeah it's gonna be rocking it's so much fun to watch that that's yeah. why like el trafico is one of the most favorite things to see in the mls like yeah. if anyone can get to watch a game do it all right well let's take a break and do some internationals Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be tuning because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota Football Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota Football Show. It is international news, and um, we'll start with uh, some World Cup news and maybe then dive into some U-17 finals. Yeah, live, in fact. <laughs> exactly. Uh, live and correct. So, live and correct. Uh, Women's World Cup draw is over and done. We got the groups. Um, obviously, New Zealand and Australia co-hosting, so they are the heads of both A and B, respectively. Uh, group A, New Zealand, Norway, Philippines, Switzerland. B, Australia, Republic of Ireland, Nigeria, Canada. Group C is going to be Spain, Costa Rica, Zambia, Japan. Group D is England. Uh, playoff winner still to be determined from B, uh, Denmark and China. Group E, got the U.S., Vietnam, Netherlands and group A playoff winner waiting there. Group F got France, Jamaica, Brazil, group C playoff winner. So those three are still going to be uh, circulating until they get that kind of cleared up. Uh, Group G has got Sweden, South Africa, Italy, Argentina, group H, Germany, Morocco, Colombia, and Korea Republic. Any uh, initial reactions there, Rodrigo? Uh, I mean, I I think 
Group C is going to be a tough bracket. You think Spain, who their U17 are currently in a final, but you also see Japan, they're always coming to play. Um, I mean, Group B has got Nigeria, right? Um, I, I'll be watching a lot of the Group B teams because Australia is always a great team. Republic of Ireland is their first World Cup. Nigeria, they're currently they they, they won. Uh, no, they um, they played in the third place uh, the World Cup. I think if they I forget if they if they U17, and then Canada is another. I mean, another big, 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 big team. So I mean. It looks pretty. I mean, I think the the USA got a pretty decent um, draw, right? I mean, yeah. I think Vietnam. Holland are no joke, though. Holland, you know, that was the uh, final yep. not that mm-hmm. long ago. So they, you know, they can't uh, they can't sleep on Holland. Yep, and Vietnam, I think this is also their first time qualifying. So um, I think that's right. And so whoever ends up being the Group A playoff winner, you know, will determine who that is. But I mean, I thought they're pretty. Even teams, I don't I think, know. I think so too. I even even draws. I mean, so I mean, mm-hmm. Argentina is always a, a sleeping giant. Italy, decent. South Africa is going to be a team to watch. Sweden's always good. Um, I mean, Colombia right now playing in a final with a U U seventeen Women's 17, World Cup. Yeah. I mean, you know they're gonna draw people from that team. So. You know, and and we'll see what happens. I think I'm excited for this. Like I'm just hoping, please, 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 don't schedule stupid men's games around the yeah. same time of this thing, because literally Honestly. you're gonna lose out by viewership. Because I'm gonna, I, you know, World Cup outranks anything else, regardless of where it is. So and please, uh, whoever is extremely wealthy and cool listening, uh, they can subscribe to our. One billion dollar Patreon to send uh, Rodrigo and myself and Bridget to the tournament, which would be awesome. Yeah, just just send us, just, you know, just we'll give just, us an anonymous gift. Yeah, well, we'll hang out for a couple extra months and yeah, you know, spend the entire summer there. Sounds like yeah. a plan. That sounds like a plan, it's, right? You know, the families just chill out. Yeah. Um, here, here's gonna be my big prediction. I'm calling Brazil to win Group F over France and whoever else joins them. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, so. I th- okay, but two two make it out of each group, right? They do. I, I, I France will, I'm sure, will get through. But I maybe it's a situation where it's one of those ties, and it goes to uh, goals four, so they both end up with seven points. Mm-hmm. But Brazil has like one or two extra goals, and they go one, and France goes two. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, this is gonna be tough for Group D because you got England and Denmark, and then China and whoever the Group B playoff winner is. So at least I know England will pu- push through, but then that second one will be highly contested in my opinion. I think Australia and Canada, of course, in Group B. Um, I think Norway and Switzerland. Um, let's see, the U.S. and, of course, the Netherlands. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of cool combinations out here, and I'm looking forward to just being able to dive into this thing once. once this really this is a bit there. of a leading question, but just looking here and kind of knowing how these friendlies have been going and and – uh, kind of the trajectories of the ups and downs, of the women's national team, everything. Do you think, Rodrigo, that uh, the U.S. women's national team can repeat? I think they can. I think what, what what people forget about friendlies is a you are it, it's a friendly, and b like you're trying to figure out which players are going to make your final roster, but also c you get to see how this other team plays. It's like a sky. It's all, it's all three of them. You're scouting them. You're yeah. playing them. 
and and you're trying to see what you have and that's the beauty about friendlies right you know you get to do that and you do that uh, do i think the u.s women have a have a good chance to repeat i think they do i think spain is really good i think england's really good um but i think that's what we've been talking about for the past 15 years is like once the EPL league started forming for, for the women's side, competition grew. And then we have Liga Emekis, Femenil, right? We have all these leagues and the money being invested in women's soccer. And you want competitiveness to, um, to rise. And like what G was saying yesterday at this bonfire is like, it's like, it, it, it's good that this is happening because, you know, you know, stampe- stampeding to a tournament, it's not fun, right? <laughs> and, mm-hmm. You know, you want some challenges. And I think this is really is going to make this World Cup more worth it or more more enticing to other people outside because these are really great teams. And I think yep. that's what's going to be. I, do I think they, they, they can do it? I think so. You got Alex Murray, you got Sophia Smith. I mean, you got all these wonderful young players. We haven't even talked about Trinity Rodman yet, right? I mean... We have all this like talented players that just have to begin to start working together, right? Because um, and they still got time to do it. So we'll see what happens down the road. But I think I I I think I they still they're still the favorite for me to do it, right? And I think that's for me that's that's where I stand on that matter. Right on, good answer. Uh, let's go to Champions League. Uh, getting closer to wrapping things up here in the group stage and going into the knockouts. Uh, still some open slots. Uh, Salzburg hosted Chelsea. Chelsea won that two to one. That gets them through. So they are in. Uh, Dinamo Zagreb hosted Milan. Milan kind of did <laughs> took care of that pretty quickly, four nil. They are still not qualified though. So we're still waiting to see what happens there with the other one in that group. Uh, group F, yeah, uh, Celtic and Shakhtar Donetsk tied one one. Uh, this is one of those ties that feels like a win just when you think of everything that's happening in Donetsk with the war. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Ha- and having not even been able to play in their stadium now for like two, three years uh, to go and actually get some points. They're, you know, they're, they're not going to get through, but just to fight and, and stay in the game and, and to see their reactions. Like, and, you know, Celtic fans just infamous for being some of the coolest supporters in the universe and supporting uh, a lot of different oppressed groups, the Palestinians in particular come to mind. Like they were, they were kind of cheering both teams at the same time, you know? So that was cool to see. Um, Leipzig hosted Real Madrid and actually beat Real Madrid 3-2. Don't have anything to play for. They're already in and safe. Um, but again, I think with this group as well, the second one hasn't gone through. So that's some big points for, um, for Leipzig to maybe be the second one there. Uh, Group G, Sevilla beat uh, Copenhagen 3-0. And again, Man City already threw nothing to play for. Uh, Dortmund hosts, they just go to a nil-nil draw. Uh, I think Holland only played like 20 minutes or something like that. Like they kind of just let him chill. Um, Here's where the interesting one in this Group H. So PSG was already through. Oh no, PSG got through on this one. Uh, Just annihilated (laughs) poor Maccabi Haifa. 7-2. I think Messi had a brace. I think I didn't even write it down here. I'm pretty sure Mbappe had a brace. Like everybody was scoring. Neymar scored. It was just, yeah, they, they did what they do. But the interesting thing here is even with that beat down, there's still a possibility that Haifa could go to Europa over Juventus because Benfica hosts Juventus and 
goal fest defense optional four three is the final score to Benfica Juventus they desperately need a win to even stay alive and if they tie or lose they're just gone like pretty uh dramatic collapse of you know one of these legendary teams that can can seem to do no wrong and think about um Weston McKinney in particular maybe you know uh I, I don't know what the future is going to be from there if the team keeps like imploding like this because uh it's one of those big names that's just like going down the drain and yeah you're right i mean that's that's interesting um but i mean you be able to see i mean that's it's interesting how things are developing in the champions league but at the same time like to be honest you know like, i don't really pay attention until it's like you know quarters semis all the other stuff you know but sure. overall like it's it's, I think it's one of those things that you know Juve is in a position where like they need to figure out what they're what they're going to do, and yep. um, you know the offers for Weston McKinney are going to come in for sure, and mm-hmm. you know rumors of everything else that's going on, um, what might be doing, but I don't know. I just, it's just I think of Italian league, and I don't really want to think about it. That's the, that's the thing I don't want to think about. So yep. yeah, but I understand. Um, on the other side, uh, Group A was already solidified between Napoli and Liverpool. They both get wins over Ajax. Yeah, Napoli is no surprised there. Napoli hasn't Fair. got this far since since what Maradona was on the, the roster last year. Yeah, days? it's been a long time. They are so strong. They're really scary too. Like they're a they're a complete team. Yeah. Um, and the and the Mexican see, star Chucky Lozano is on that team, so that, that's yeah, that's, that's going to be a fun one. I'm I'm forgetting his name now, but it's that striker from Georgia, who's just, I mean, he reminds me of Romario. Like he gets the ball and he scores. He just like doesn't miss. He's incredible. Um, see, we we kind of already knew what the destiny of Barcelona was going to be. Inter win, and they were already basically through. Barcelona needed a win against Bayern Munich, and that just was not going to happen. It's three nil in Camp Nou. Uh, so Barcelona, as we basically already destined them to go to the uh, Europa League, are now for sure going to the Europa League, and that that's just a whole another garbage fire of a <laughs> of a story there with with everything we've talked about on the program. Barcelona better like, do that. So. Who knows what's going to happen? Like I, I I hope they keep Xavi around for at least another season because a lot of this is not necessarily his fault. Um, but man, just what a mess! Just all the tires off or the train off the tracks, whatever metaphor you want, it's bad stuff. Um, Group D is still open. Uh, Frankfurt beat Marseille two to one and then Tottenham and sporting tied one, one. So we'll, uh, we'll see who goes through there. Um, Now out of all of these matches, the, uh, the most dramatic was, was group B. It was really interesting. I don't know if you caught all this Rodrigo, but no club, club Bruges were already through. We knew that. They were they were in. they were like one of the big surprises, kind of the the uh, Cinderella story of this entire tournament to, to qualify out of this group with both Porto and uh, Atlético Madrid. So they're in, nothing really to play for. They host Porto, and again, just chill out, let rest the players. Porto smashes them four nil. Um, so they get a huge win. But then on the other side, you have Madrid hosting Leverkusen, and Atlético Madrid need the win. They need the win to qualify. And they end up tying 2-2. But there's this amazing moment late in the match where it's a penalty. And dude steps up, 
hits it. Keeper saves it. Goes right back to him for the rebound. Hits the rebound. Hits the post. <laughs> Ball comes back one more time for the third time. And then another, another one of the players also gets the shot off and finally skies it over the net. So it's, it's literally three shots in about two seconds. And somehow need, none of them go in. Wow, <laughs> Starting with the penalty. And, and you can see, so the Porto players are on the plane watching this happen in real time. Oh, and wow. as soon as that, yeah, exactly. So it's, you know, 1-1,000, 2-1,000, and all these little shots happen, and then nothing scores, and then the game is over, the whistle blows. Porto qualifies. So you just get to see them, like, explode live on the plane. Yeah. It's, it's, gonna, did you say that on the IG? Because I haven't seen that yet. I did. I, I did. It, I'm going to look for it it's a pretty sweet that, moment. Yeah. Um, so what's interesting about this kind of just from a, a national perspective is, you know, for so many years now, the La Liga has always been so well represented, especially usually just between, you know, Real Madrid and Barcelona or Givens, and then another team would slide in there as well. If you look at these teams that are qualified, Rodrigo, how many La Liga teams do you see there? <laughs> um, let's see one <laughs> just one it is it is the defending champions real madrid and that's it and that's possibly all it will be sevilla could potentially sneak in and be the second but for the time being that's it and so what that's done is it's kind of opened the doors for some of these other teams so now you've got you got two portuguese teams which is great both porto and benfica club bruges as we already mentioned so it's it's cool napoli so it's nice to see some some new uh, new faces kind of get in there and, yes, and have some that's opportunities. True. Yeah. So I'm going to be watching Napoli just for the hype and just to see how that team is going to make it, how far. A Napoli-Real yep. Madrid final would be amazing, to tell you the truth. It, uh, it'll be interesting to see where the draw like lines them up and if they get on opposite sides. But who knows? Who knows? But it's yeah, it's it's cool how things how this is kind of playing out. You know, it's, it, it sucks on one hand that Barcelona is just crashing and burning, but then we get this positive thing as well. Um, so burn it all down had a really interesting take that I didn't, you know, we learned just as much from them as from anywhere else. I didn't realize. So with Red Bull, all the general Red Bull teams that are out there, um, their founder, and did you know this? So apparently they said he stole the formula for Red Bull from a Thai person. I think it was like a Thai, uh, chemist or something like that. And, uh, Yes. Of course, gave no credit, nothing or whatever, and then just like changed the name and marketed it and blew up and made, you know, a billion dollars off of this, off of this drink or whatever that he apparently had in Thailand or some guy, some, uh, you know, Thai person who was the first to do it and didn't patent it, you know, just the old, the old capitalist yoink, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, capitalism. That's how, yeah, that's how, that's how it happened, apparently. Um and then, and then this is Brenda, I think it was talking about this and then the whole push to uh, get rid of or, or bypass the 51% community owned uh, clubs there, the Bundesliga, like that was a whole big deal and, and very much their objective. And obviously all the teams throughout the world, including Brazil and US and China. And God, is there one in, there's one in Africa too, isn't there? I think there is. I can't remember where. I don't know where, um, yeah. And she also mentioned too that the the one guy is pretty sympathetic to a lot of right wing extremists and fascists there, and kind of opened the gates for a lot of that to start to take over in Leipzig. 
Uh, so just just not a good guy in general. This this Red Bull owner. Like, I didn't even put his name in here, but just seems kind of like a trash human. And there and you know taking it back to champions here. There's still a uh, it's Salzburg. Okay, so Red Bull Salzburg could still potentially get through. That that's kind of the the kicker is they have so many freaking teams that in so many different leagues that you know probability says one of them is going to advance somewhere. Okay. Wah, wah. Uh, but let's go to uh, let's go to Ecuador hosting Libertadores final. That was yesterday in Guayaquil. Uh, it was the full Brasileirão final. Everybody flying into Ecuador uh, for Flamengo uh, Atlético Paranaense. And you know, from what I could gather, I didn't get a chance to watch it live, but I saw the highlights. Uh, Paranaense put up a good fight, but you know, this it's just. It's Flamengo's year. They're they're already kind of won everything. They continue to win everything. Yeah. Uh, Gabi goal for uh, stoppage time. First half gets the one and only goal. It, it's a just a sweet sweet little uh, one time touch off the nice cross. Uh, caught caught the defense sleeping. That's final score one nil. So literally just won one Copa do Brasil ten days ago. Got a little bit of rest and then they fly and win the even bigger trophy. So it's just like. I think you mentioned it last week. Where, where do you put all the trophies, Rodrigo? Where do they go? How do you? I don't know. How do you handle them? <laughs> Probably on some basement somewhere. Some basement. You know what? They start just they just start rotating them to the players and just say, "You keep it in your house for one week, and then we just yeah keep on trading because you can't find space for it." But this was also one of the last few games that uh, uh, Cal uh, from the Voice of Minnesota Lewins was actually oh, yeah, uh, yeah. narrating. So because he's always been Copa Libertadores, so that's one of the things I. I I enjoyed about that it was just not only was he loons and MLS in a sense, but he also did. He's a big fan of Copa Libertadores, and so like I was one of those things that I was like, "Yeah, that's great." But let's talk about some of the good things that happened. Uh, we have a few. This. Oh, I want to mention one more thing though on on Libertadores. You know, just just another shout to uh to uh, uh what's his name, Big Phil. Uh, what can I think of his name right now? Uh, oh come on. Uh, Scolari, Luis Filippi Scolari, like this this guy that just won't quit. I mean, like winning the the World Cup in 2002 wasn't enough, and he just, you know, he's he's up there. He's got to be pushing 80 years old, and he's like still coaching. And he took this team that has kind of been a low to mid level team all the way to the Libertadores final. He's got him solid in the uh, Brasileirão too. And I, I don't know when dude's gonna retire. He might still be coaching, being wheeled around in a wheelchair because like. <laughs> It seems hey. like he's still got energy, so whatever. Hey, if if Maradona if Maradona had a throne on this on in the bench, I mean, why can't we do it for him? That's what I'm saying. I suppose. I suppose. So congrats to him, even though they lose. Just 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 showing extreme old man energy that he like, I'm not done, fools. I'm not done. <laughs> All right. Now we can take it, Rodrigo. Let's go go to uh, a couple of different good news things here. So um Yesterday in Bundesliga, well, Bundesliga two is Werder Bremen in two also, or are they in one? I can't remember right now. I think I don't know if they're in, in one. Let me. I don't either. You, you go ahead and talk about it, and I'll check it. Well, let's just say both St. Pauli and Werder Bremen uh, dropped some sweet uh, Antifa banners as they tend to do, but they were very much directed at uh, Bolsonaro and anti-Bolsonaro things with the with the election like happening as we speak right now, uh, second round in Brazil, and it, you know it. It's par for the course with St. Paul. They're undefeated. I mean, I just, 
you love them so much. They're, that's just what they do. Uh, Vettel Bremen was a bit of a surprise. Like I, I didn't realize, I, I don't know if it's the connection to a whole bunch of Brazilian players or Brazilian supporters there in, in Germany, or I, I don't know where the root came from, but theirs was actually an even bigger and uh, uh, more, more visible, I guess you could say a more visible banner than the, than the uh, St. Pauli one. Like it took up basically the entire side of the goal. Um, it was just cool. It was cool to see the the international uh, support there. Yep. Where their Bremer <clears throat> play in Bundesliga and they're in seventh place. There you go. Thank you for that. Yeah. So you got one in, in regular and one in Bundesliga two. One of these days we'll, we'll get our St. Pauli up to Bundesliga one or there you go. It's going to happen. It's someday. Happen. Someday. Yeah. Someday. Someday. Um, why don't you take this last one to finish it out? Cause it's literally going down as we're recording here. So, uh, Take it away, Rodrigo. We always love celebrating first-time things, and um, the uh, Colombia's uh, select uh, national team, women's national team, is is the first time that they're playing a a uh, World Cup final, the U17, and they're currently right now, as we speak, they're playing uh, Spain, and it's the 82nd minute. It's still 0-0. So this has been a good game. And how they got here, um, you know, is, is important to to note out too because in the quarterfinal, they played Tanzania and won 3 nothing right, uh, after the red car. And then in the semis, they beat Nigeria in PK 6-5. And this is the Nigeria team that beat the United States in PK 4-3. Uh, and then... Um, and then uh, that's where they are right now. They're playing Spain. Um, and it's, oh, oh, Spain just scored. So Spain scored. Ah. one nothing in the 82nd minute. So we'll see how that works out. But let's go is good. You know, this just means better, better, better players and better competition in the World Cup. But that's what we want. So, so happy for my Colombian, my, my Colombian family over there. But just overall, just it's always great when you see teams that, do so much with so little in a sense yeah right? i'm thank you for saying that because i mean this was a team that not even that long ago like two years ago uh, i mean we talked about it on the program like their their confederation didn't even give them the uh the money for their return flights remember they were stranded in the airport like sleeping yeah around the airport sleeping on they didn't the, even have uh, yeah, flights yeah, yeah so, so so hopefully at the very least you know showing that they can compete they can make it to a final um, that they get that extra support from the uh, the Colombian Confederation there and from and from Colmibol in general as well. Um, so yeah, congrats to them. Yep. And ho- and hopefully they can survive. There's still time, man. There's still yeah. Time. There's still time. You can. We'll see. But regardless, it's a celebration to have, right? So that's it the is. way I see it. So definitely. All right. Well, like we can wrap it up there. So we'll we'll after today we'll have a MLS final set for next week. So we'll talk about that and. Uh, start to start to get these world cup things kind of prepared and moving you you listeners are gonna get some previews in the feed coming up um we're gonna transfer more into just that world cup mode over the next couple weeks and then kind of hit it full power once the tournament starts we got uh we have our groups kind of split between uh rodrigo myself uh dave mj i think jess is in there uh maybe bridget will jump in if she wants to and then you know we're not we're not going to be doing daily ones because we have lives and we, we don't get paid nearly a month nearly exactly to that's what I was gonna say. we don't get money so unless you want to start paying us 
Hey, all you sponsors out there that might listen to or friends of us that want to throw us yeah. some money just to do this World Cup thing, please do. Right. But once again, the $1 billion level. Of yeah, totally. totally. Um, all right, my man. But, but we will do recaps and things like that. We'll, you know, we'll be critical as we should be. And then yep. we'll talk about the good stuff as well. Once again, I can't, you know, as, as we like to promote other podcasts, uh, burn it all down as always. They're taking a little bit of a sabbatical, but always support those awesome women because we yep. we really appreciate them friends of the pod and then also the uh the world corrupt that's happening through men and blazers and the crooked media guys it's, has, has it's episode really two good come up? they're on episode five you gotta catch oh, up i gotta catch up all right you do i, I know what you i'm do. doing on the way with it. all right all right well, thanks listeners thank you Rodrigo, thank you everyone patreon.com backslash mn football show and let's get out of here bora bora <laughs>